Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. And this is a podcast about movies, about TV shows, about video games, sometimes about how we don't really have a, a funny thing that we do in the beginning. Uh, but yeah, Ryan, what's what's been going on for the last what's been going on for the last two weeks? I feel like we've had so much to catch up on now that we're doing this every other week. Um, I don't know. I'm like doing dad stuff. I've been watching cheesy like horror movies to the point that I'm just kind of like ready to get back in the mix. This Tetris movie that we watched was kind of what I needed. I did see Renfield. I did see that. Um, I don't know if we covered that. Um, a lot of plot points going on than just a standard um Dracula movie. So Nicolas Cage is Dracula. And Nicholas Holt, Holst, or whatever his name is, is Renfield. And basically, they travel wherever to because Dracula, he will uh, get to full health and then he fucks everything up. And then, like, the church comes after him. So um, basically, they end up in California. And somehow, while Renfield's out and about, he saves a cop. Or he gets involved with uh, some guy and kills him. And that guy's like uh, in a drug or He's like for a drug company, like somebody's a gang. And then it just unravels from there. And Renfield's on the side of the cops. And then the gangs are going on um, trying to get a hold of him. And then Dracula so Ren- joins the gangs. Renfield's a narc. I guess. I mean, it, it was like way more than I expected. It was fun, gory and stuff. I just think I had seen so much of the similar movies where it was just kind of like, you know, campy. I was just like, ah, I'm sorry. Nothing too crazy. I mean, Nicolas Cage was great. Aquafina, I like her. Um, Very funny. Yeah, I, but um, I don't know. You have to see it. I think it's worth a watch. Uh, for sure, oh. I love Nicolas Cage, and I think that, you know, go out there and support the man. I definitely f- would consider watching it. I know that we, that my wife and I, um, we saw the preview for it. We were like, I think that that looks great. I know that the, uh, the at least <laughs> so from the trailer. I know. <laughs> that looks swell. I'd love to go see this motion picture. Honey, can um, you believe this? <laughs> The the thing that uh, it's funny that the thing that most stuck out to us uh, from watching the trailer for it was that the guy who's leading like the isn't it like there's like an AA meeting or something uh-huh. and the the guy leading it is he plays uh, he plays a character in a show we watch called Ghosts 
where he plays. Oh yeah, a, uh, he's the camp counselor guy. Yeah, in the in the show, he plays a um, he's like a colonial revolutionary war soldier that died like three hundred years ago. He's very funny. His name is in the show. In the show, at least, is Isaac Hid Higgintoot. Higgintoot. Yeah, um, and they get it. They get into how he died, and he died of he literally shit himself to death. <laughs> Horrible uh, this, way to go. <laughs> listen, Terry. There's a, a scene in the movie wherever Dracula comes to the AA group, and he just pretty much kills everybody. Then. Uh, <laughs> they're all dead for like however long and then like they bring them back to life eventually and then they're doing their AA meetings and everybody's like you know clearly scarred from what's going on uh, while they were dead it's, it's <laughs> pretty funny um, I don't know it, it is it is funny it's a comedy uh, a horror comedy but not so much on the horror part yeah you know what? I'm I'm fine with that. I don't need to see people getting dismembered and tons and tons of blood to enjoy something like that. I'm well, fine just being like that. There's definitely yeah. that. Good to know. <laughs> they like rip people in half and blood goes everywhere. Interesting that you said it's not that horror. <laughs> well, it's like horror like as like hot pop scares and shit like that. There's no like real scares in it. It's not like <gasps> You know, uh, well, good enough then. So it's more in line with like I don't know, say a kick-ass or something like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> ultra-violent and kind of like doesn't take itself super serial. Um, it's just really <laughs> for a good time. I've seen some people compare it to the Evil Dead Two, which is my favorite Evil Dead movie because it's just kind of silly and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I think. Definitely go see it. You gotta watch it. We might review it at some point here. I would watch it again. Maybe in a better um, situation where I've not been watching a bunch of horror movies and have something to compare and contrast to. I was about to ask, what is the situation that you watched this in? Or were you under, like, held at gunpoint? Or, like, what? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't high or anything, no. <laughs> I didn't take uh, too many edibles and was afraid that I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> God, who hasn't been there in their life? You know, I well, not me. I mean, actually, you know what? Yes, <laughs> I have been in that situation. Didn't you uh, think like a jeep was gonna jump out of your TV one time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh that man! <laughs> no, that is that is a high deal right there. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think I could do that and leave the house. Uh, much less, you know, engage with something on a gigantic screen. I think that might freak me out just a little bit. Yeah, you know, whenever people went to go see like the first one of the first movies in theaters, it was like a train coming towards you, and everyone oh, like, yeah. freaked out. <laughs> yes, I remember studying this in in film school. It was just the the, these two brothers from France, the Lumiere brothers, they basically created the motion picture camera and they would just go to from town to town with a, like a camera and a projector and they'd project this on a wall and people would literally run out of the way. <laughs> That's you, man. You, you didn't hear about it just in school. You lived it. I lived it. I was like, I'm just like a fucking dumbass French person from the 1890s thinking that this train has come to life and is about to run me over. <laughs> Ah, the H4 Hummer. 
<laughs> oh god if, if only if only cars were a thing at the time i think that there was like 14 cars in the world and they're all owned by like rich oil tycoon billionaires so everyone's well, like oh that motorized horse carriage <laughs> you're telling me Dude. that was rich old white people ryan let how long has this been going on for <sighs> how do i how do i tell them uh how do i tell them this a while I'll just I'll say that. <laughs> so you're saying to be successful in America, you need to be rich, old, and white? And white? Wow. I'm not going to lie. It probably does help as, as much as some people would li- lead you to believe that those are the most endangered people uh, on the planet. They're not. <laughs> There's plenty of them still around. Oh, wait. And you said you have to be a man? No. Again, it helps. I'm not saying I agree with it, but it probably helps. Uh, or no, you may be onto something, but I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't see it. To be yeah. honest with you, who who would ever fathom that that would be a thing? Yeah. <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, well, we have been doing some. Uh, we've been doing some chilling, uh, and. Then some not so chilling when we realized we were very, very late to a family obligation that we thought was a week away uh, and had to had to rush across the state to uh, to get to that. Uh, but other than that, yeah, no, just just chilling. I can't think of a single other chaotic thing that's happened in the last two weeks. Yeah, I can't either. I'm going through everything. Nothing comes to mind. I would pimp our show that's taking place tomorrow, uh, like my band show, but this will be out after that. Kind of dreading it a little bit, though, if I'm being honest. It's going to be the first time up. It is going to be like a late show. And I'm like, well, I still have it. Have I become an old person wherever, you know, I see how easy it is to fall into the ruts of routine because I'm like, oh, like tonight's Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, we watched Dog the Bounty Hunter, which... <laughs> Let me tell you, there was an episode that I watched. Once again, I may have been inebriated, smoke way, but there was like um, smoke way, smoke way. <laughs> I would say, um, but dog went out uh, looking for some guy, or for yeah, for some guy, and he's going to this remote area in, on an island in Hawaii, where this show's based, and uh, yeah, they go and talk to some lady, and then they're traveling on down the road and then there's this guy who's on like a uh like a atv and he's like what's going on why are you bothering her and they're like oh we're looking for this dude and he was like well we're a tight-knit community we don't appreciate you know having people trying to do that like all right whatever so they go (laughs) and talk to another person and he blocks them in where they're at and they're like sir we're gonna have to move that after bickering with him for a little bit, they pick up the ATV and stop him. And then they start moving their cars out. Well, this fool throws his body out in front of the car um, while he's sitting on the ATV. And they go to pick him up, and he's he's paralyzed. And you don't know it at the time. And his legs are just going all sorts of ways. And he's like pretty much like doing splits and stuff like that. It's It's kind of hilarious. Me and my wife have watched it numerous times. I've watched it three times now. And the same just, episode or... yeah, it's just as funny i mean <laughs> oh, just, clearly it's not staged like you think some of these shows are staged 
But that man is definitely paralyzed, and he definitely <laughs> threw himself out. And there is no lion. Those legs don't work. But let me tell you, whenever you see, shockingly, somebody's legs go to and fro all over the place, and they've done it willfully, then it's kind of shocking, and that is kind of hilarious. Oh, man. It's... You called me, and we were talking about this on the phone the other day, and when you were telling me the story, this was not uh, not how I envisioned this episode of Dog the Bounty Hunter ending. Uh, <laughs> what was the what was the conclusion of this? Did they catch the guy, or oh, what, yeah. what was? I mean, the show it seemed like it went on forever. I was like, this is the best show they've ever done. I've seen quite a few, and you know, <laughs> it had its highlights, it had its lowlights, and it took them forever to find the guy. They finally got the fucker, and I don't know that. That was like the best episode, though. I will say it was kind of um, aggravating because it was always like they always do this, too. But it's like, oh, we've just missed him. We need a blah, blah, blah. And you're like, come on, just catch the dude. And then you run into characters like that ATV crippled man. Heel Larry. Uh, man, it, they really do. Dog the Bounty Hunter does a great job of making Hawaii look like just tropical Florida. I mean, it does appear that way. They really need, I'm telling you, I've already said it probably on the show, but they need to have like a funny biopic, like a mockumentary, but Danny McBride is dog. Absolutely. I, I could not, that is absolute spot on casting. Yeah. I, I don't know who else would be in there. Like his wife, uh, maybe that chick from, um, what is it? Uh, from not another night or, um, she was also in, um, what was that? Uh, workaholics, the blonde haired girl. Oh I think yeah. Would be funny. And she's also blonde headed. So that's, I think she might be good. I'm sure there'd be someone else maybe better for it, but that's where my brain went. Jillian bell. She is hilarious. I think that is a good, I think that's a good pick. Yeah. You get those two together and she just has to stuff her bra because, Beth from Dog the Bounty Hunter. Her boobs are huge, dude. I could definitely see in that biopic where every scene she's in, her boobs just get like a little bit bigger every <laughs> yeah, time she shows. Hilarious. Yeah, just like a, that running gag all throughout the movie. <laughs> and then eventually, like a nipple creeps out, and someone's like calls her out and be like, "Nipples hanging out, boobs just like, not, just like knocking stuff off of like tables and stuff." <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to throw in the even more cheesiness. Jason Momoa, or Jason Mraz, as we know him on this show, could be like Leland, the son. You know, he looks nothing like Danny McBride, but, you know, he's like the muscle. You so. want to go ahead and cast the rest of uh, the rest of Dog the Bounty Hunter? We've got yeah. who would be his son, Dwayne Chapman II? Oh, uh, oh. This I'm looking at this dude's face right now, and I'm trying to figure out who he reminds me of because he definitely reminds me of someone that I've seen before. <laughs> I'm I don't know because I'm thinking age is also a factor. Like immediately I'm like Will Sasso, but I'm like Will Sasso. He's a little older, so I don't know if that would work. Um, I think for baby Lisa, what is the girl's name who Danny dates or uh, is his sister in Righteous Gemstones? Uh, his sister. Let's look it up real quick. All right. 
I forget that her name. is Edie Edie Patterson. Yeah, maybe she could be Baby Lisa. So funny, so She's funny. <laughs> um, I really want to somehow fit the uh, guy who plays um, her boyfriend in Righteous Gemstones in there because I think that guy's fucking hilarious. You're not talking about the great man himself, Tim Baltz, are you? <laughs> no, you're not on IMDb, are you? Right now. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I I think that guy's pretty hilarious. It, you know, they always like even like those Adam Sandler movies, wherever they incorporate people who have been in movies before with them. I think yeah. I think that would be pretty good. Or you when know, is that, could, when is that yeah. fucking show coming back? Uh, probably towards the end of this year. I I know they were seeing there was like a casting call. God, people. I would hope so. Um, I love I love Righteous Gemstones so much. <laughs> I love uh, Vice Principals more. Yeah, disagree. But they're both two great shows. <laughs> I I would put Vice Principals in my top three. My top three consists of Frasier, The Office, Vice Principals. Damn, Vice Principals is uh, is great though. I love it. I do fucking. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> such a good show. Love I could it. watch it over and over again, um, which maybe I will. I literally bought it on DVD. That's how like into it I was. And like, you can stream things now. I'm like, no, I do this. Was I probably drunk when I did it? Probably. But, you know, I just want to make sure that I have my favorite TV, one of my favorite TV shows on deck, ready to go. Wall and Goggins is just a fucking brilliant. I love I love him in Righteous Gemstones and in Vice Principles. That he's he's so anything he's in is just incredible. He was the best part of Vice Principles. Like my absolute character, so fucking unhinged every time he's on screen, especially in from like season two onwards, where he becomes the principal and he <laughs> remakes the school and all that bullshit. Yeah, they get, bring like a tiger in and stuff. <laughs> Oh my god, this show's so good. I wish there were more than just two seasons of that. Uh, well, I think they probably were like, alright, let's just go do something else and we'll do Righteous Gemstones. I'm kind of glad that maybe there's only two seasons, because it gives you more... I think they left off at a good time to make me feel like satisfied, but also wanting more. You know, that's what she said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's used, used to that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sure. Well, Ryan, let's get in. We've talked. We've talked some Renfield. We've talked very highly of Mister Daniel McBride and all of his comedic greatness. And Dog the Bounty Hunter. Let's get into some news. All right. Um, so this does. I think some of this news is a little older that uh, we didn't cover. I may go through these kind of fast. So you just stop me wherever you want me to stop. Uh, Stranger Things animated series coming to Netflix, you know, if it works, then why don't we just keep going back to that cash cow? Um, <laughs> just tug it on that teat, man. Yeah, sucking on it. Um, not a surprise here, but Sony's El Muerto Spider-Man spinoff at a standstill, and that was going to have Bad Bunny. When I saw this initially, I was like, no way that one's going to really go through. I think that's just talk, but... You know, Craven the Hunter is happening. And they said that's going to be really gory and bloody and it's going to be rated R. Yeah. And they're going through not, with that. 
not surprising that this one is struggling. That is a very obscure Spider-Man villain. <laughs> uh, but I can see the intrigue, though, because there's probably ways to incorporate a different location and, you know, a different type of villain, but still, you know, run-of-the-mill, lesser known. But maybe that gives them more ability and more license to expand and make that character who they want him to be. Um, let's see. Colossus is returning for Deadpool three. Um, from my understanding, they're going to be bringing in a lot of X-Men characters into this. So, you know, there'll be, what is that? The teenage Warhead or whatever that girl, um, then Colossus, uh, Wolverine. I'm assuming that they will probably be, uh, Cyclops and maybe Halle Berry makes an appearance. I don't know. Ooh, Halle Berry coming back seems like a long shot, but that'd be that'd be interesting. Um, I see going back and forth. This is probably a ledge that we'll sit on for a little bit. Marvel recasting Jonathan Majors following assault allegations. Um, I've heard that they're not, and I've heard they are. Um, he got dropped by his agency, so I am not sure what's going to happen there. Uh, we were talking about that before this. Like, who would they cast? in his place and then how would they make that work because they showed all the king variants at the end of ant-man sure they could go back and reimpose people and yeah they recasted Rhodey and um the hulk or bruce banner but i don't know i don't, I don't know how they're going to pull that off they showed his face like a thousand times but you can reimpose someone yeah. else's face there just use my idea the the king that was just standing in the back just looks a little bit different yeah. from everybody else <laughs> Or, oh, you, you know, didn't see me because I had a I had a big hat, I had a big just, hat, and I was standing behind some people. Yeah, you could just put a Modox face on everything. Yeah, do that. <laughs> His yeah. little butt cheeks. Yeah, oh, God, I being in the state <laughs> of mind I was in, I do recall that, and I was like, man, that's weird. Yeah, I bet you were when you were fucking high as hell, and you're like, oh my god, Modox looks. What is going on? Awesome. Yeah, this is I, not cool. And that is a movie I will go back and watch, and I'm sure I'll be looking at it and be like, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember this. Uh, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog spinoff Knuckles cast announced. So um, I, I believe they're doing like a TV show as well, aren't they? Um, yeah, upcoming uh, TV spinoff series. So that's going to include um, our boy Idris Elba. Um, he will continue being Knuckles. The, oh. the titular echidna. Bless you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting. This is the first that I've heard of this, but you know what? I guess Paramount Plus needs stuff too. So, yeah. We'll and see, I, how, see how. With the success of Mario, I'm sure they're going to try to ride that gravy train too. Be like, we beat them here, so we have more folklore set up. Yeah the big screen but at the same time you know it's just a hot time for that i think um yeah new i look period... forward to all eight all eight episodes of knuckles before it doesn't get renewed for season two well you know just enough <laughs> That's my prediction uh, <laughs> just the tip you know uh new harry potter quidditch game announced um, oh so i actually I... just tried not to spit my beer out there for a second <laughs> <laughs> so i guess the harry potter game hogwarts did really well and now they are 
they, but they had a huge drop off of players after like so long. And I've talked to people, they're like, yeah, I only played like 20% of the game and that was done. Um, so this is the part everybody was wanting from the game, but I just wonder how interesting that's going to be because sports games have a tendency to be kind of linear. I mean, yeah, you can go up and down and customize your characters or whatever, or your players, but at the same time, it's not open world. You're confined to do the same task over and over, whether it be score essentially and defend. Yeah. I think that this actually makes a lot more sense to me. It's FIFA. It's FIFA with Quidditch. It's one of the biggest force sports franchises ever. I think this makes total sense to me. <laughs> Do you think there's going to be enough redeeming quality for players to want to continue to play? Like even in modern day sports games, there's like a dynasty mode or like be a pro, be a GM. I know you... plenty Back. of people that will buy an Xbox and only play FIFA and Madden. So if the crossover between FIFA and Madden players also includes someone that really fucking loves Harry Potter Quidditch, I could see it happening. So I mean, so I literally know people that will own they've will buy a console and only play sports games on it. So this makes sense to me. <laughs> would I would I do it? No, it doesn't interest me. But I I think that there's a interesting demographic of people that this definitely would appeal to. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I I, mean, I guess they're just going back to the well to sell people something else, but I mean, they probably could have put this no. as deal. Call me crazy. <laughs> Call, Call me, me crazy. crazy. <laughs> Tell me that old, rich, white people oh. did come up with this idea? <laughs> to Absolutely. get rich people? To get um, I, also, I also seen they're going to do a uh, TV show for Harry Potter, and it's going to be um recast and everything and each book is going to be like a season we talked about that the last episode i think and i think we yeah the, i had the same feeling about that like well, fucking why 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 are we doing this now hey it's the td weedy man gotta get that milk godzilla and kong sequel announced i'm not really excited about that but we did watch the first one Fuck it. We did, didn't we? We did. It was during uh, <laughs> quarantine. And then uh, I came to HBO Max. One wow. of the main reasons I got HBO Max, too, was like, you know, that was going to be like a movie to watch amongst other movies. You know, uh, that shows it- how long we've been doing this podcast for where I have virtually no memory of watching this. Yeah. So um, I look forward to the sequel. <laughs> just go back and listen to the podcast we did. You'll remember. Yeah. Um, remember what my opinions were um this tidbit of news kind of i've surprised me netflix will send out its final red envelope on september 29th 2023 which blows my mind that they still send dvds in the mail the first time i heard about netflix was from a buddy of mine who was doing yeah. this and that was like 10 years ago probably or maybe even longer than that can't believe that's so- still for the younger listeners to this show, I think we need to explain a little bit of context what's going on. So, you're going to mansplain? Netflix, yeah, time to mansplain. I, my legs are just, I am taking up like 14 seats on the subway, just <laughs> completely spread out. And I'm about to drop some knowledge on y'all kids. So, what? <laughs> so, Netflix, before they became the streaming giant, or as you may know them now, 
one of the 18 streaming services that you currently are subscribed to using your parents' credit card. Uh, they sent people DVDs in the mail. And what a DVD is, is a digital video disc that you used to be able to put movies or TV shows onto that you had to plug into a DVD player to watch it on your TV. This is what people did before the internet. All right, now we're back. <laughs> yeah, dinosaurs used to deliver the mail too back in those days. And um, what the mail was is the United States Postal Service would pick this up and they'd put it in your mailbox. Now, you may not know what the mailbox is, but it's the place that where all your parents' bills get sent. And your father's fleshlight. And that's the FedEx delivers that in discreet <laughs> packaging. I sure hope so. Yeah, um, and it doesn't say big fleshlight company in like neon neon pink lettering. Um Although I guess you well, wouldn't want a big fleshlight. You'd want it to be like smaller, more compact. Why am I talking about this? So you could take it on the road with you. Yeah. Just put your sense. put your dick in the red envelope. I don't give a shit. Paper cuts. <laughs> um, Bowser's ballad Peaches from the Super Mario movie cracks the Billboard Hot 100. And TikTok so, is a hell of a thing. <laughs> so this is the thing that was the craziest story to me was that Jack Black has never had a single on the Hot 100. So none, as much as I've grown up with Tenacious D, not a single one. Actually, hold up. I'm reading the article now. Previously found himself on the Hot 100 with Tenacious D in and that the, one of the songs from the Peak of Destiny chopped out at number 78 on the chart. So as a solo artist, so you know what? Forget what I just said. <laughs> Yep, John did it. What did you does say? He get listed as, does he get listed as Jack Black or as Bowser on the hot on the top one hundred? Sure, it's Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's Bowser that was singing that song in the movie. Well, it could be the ballad of Bowser for Peaches. Um, First name King, last name Koopa. <laughs> um, Mr. Koopa, if you're nasty. Uh, so there's a rumor going around that Adam Driver is going to be Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four movie. Interesting. I would be fine with him or fucking Jim Halpert. Because uh, I think. No, that's Jim Halpert. Big Jim. Big Jim. <laughs> Big tuna. Um, I don't care either way. I think Adam Driver is a great actor, but if he does find himself in the MCU. I think it'd be weird because I, I people have been like sketching John Krasinski's Reed Richards for so fucking long. So it'd be weird to finally give people that in like a little alternate universe and then recast him. But you know what? You know, maybe they, they did that as like the a one-off thing. It's like, fine, here we you fucking you go, people. Wanted. Or maybe, you know, John Krasinski doesn't want to do it or he's asking too much money. I don't or know. maybe he wants Emily Blunt to be his uh, Sue Richards. Who knows? Doesn't Mr. Fantastic hate his family? <laughs> no, I think he enjoys his family. <laughs> why does he? Why would he hate his family? He's because he's a very stretchy man. He's in multiple places at once. Um, speaking okay. of someone that does hate their family, Alec Baldwin manslaughter charges uh, to be dropped. According to a report, I was really surprised he was charged anyway in the first place. Yeah, it seems that 
I, I'm not, I don't know how the legal system works, but I, I think it'd be hard to find him specifically at fault when this was, seems very much, maybe they have to sue him instead of suing the company that, I, I don't know how this legal system works, but I was, I kind of like you, I was kind of surprised that uh, he was charged in the first place. Like, I know that it's a, it's a tragic accident that, that happened, but, you know, I, I don't, see how you can necessarily find the actor at fault when they're working with prop guns and the prop department tells you that something's ready to go when it's fucking not. So I don't, I don't know how that, all that works to be honest. Yeah. Science. It's probably not. Yeah, science. Well, maybe it, is, it literally is science. So you know what? I don't know what I'm talking about. Marvel Studios is already planning to renew Loki for season three, even though season two hasn't happened yet, but it's going to take place after Avengers Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. So it's how far away is gonna be that? that's like four years from now. So you gotta wait four years for the new Loki episode. I know we don't... got we gotta get through season two first. <laughs> yeah, but that's this year. Like I bet this is something that doesn't happen. That seems very far in the future, but I don't know. I think Marvel, they, they laid out the whole timeline. They're already kind of readjusting it because they've had a couple duds in the last last little bit. So I would be, yeah, I would take this whole timeline as very much like a work in progress. It could move up, could move back. It may not happen at all. We'll see. <laughs> well, I think the past timeline that they were doing world building in, um, Maybe they decided to do that because they're like, all right, so we're on a high and we kind of control everything. And now they're like, all right, we're going to really need to beef up things to control again. Um, but I don't know if they can do it. I, I feel like you probably should have stayed on the high for as long as you could. They I just don't see this. I don't see Marvel being as great as they once were. Pull a Star Wars. Just go AWOL for 15 years and then come back and everyone will forget that they kind of didn't like those last movies. <laughs> yeah, that see, that's what you need. You need a break. I think that's what. But they're just on this continual thing. They haven't taken a long enough break, I guess. And yeah. they I keep mean, giving us more. I'm only sort of joking. I mean, that is exactly what happens with Star Wars, where they some big gaps between actual movies, and it's been long enough that people forget that the last like trio of movies weren't that great, and then they're all hyped for it again, and then they'll get another trio of movies that will get. Progressively worse. That's what I'm here for. Absolutely. It's I love point. things that start and then just kind of fizzle out. Hey, most of my relationships. Ooh, another bad moment for me to take a swig of this drink. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Stranger Things creators announce new series, The Burrows. Um, it's going to be a sci-fi drama that takes place in a New Mexico retirement community where Roswell is located. I'm assuming there's no coincidence to that. Yeah, I love I love the weirdness and how that sounds, but to be honest with you, I have not checked in on Stranger Things in a long time. Are you all caught up, or did you check out after a little while? Um, I what Stranger Things? Yeah, I watched yeah. all. Of it. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, apparently my mom watched all of it like last year, and I was like, "Damn, Lenny, I have not." 
<laughs> I watched all the season one, really liked it. A couple episodes of season two, couldn't get into it, and I have not touched the series in like five or six years. <laughs> yeah, I I watched I thought it was pretty good. I was a little timid about it because you had told me, you know, that you watched the first season and, and then the second season wasn't really your thing. But after watching it, I really enjoyed it. Me and my wife watched it all. Yeah, here's the thing about that. I might have been very depressed when I tried to watch that and couldn't get into it <laughs> and moved on to something else. So well, I now think you're that, happy. <laughs> yeah, you're I think happy. that sometimes your mental your mental state really does play a big role in whether you enjoy something at a time or not. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Sometimes something comes along and it's just not the right time for you. Exactly. And also the audience that you watch things with, I think that plays a big role in that as well. Yeah. The audience of me yeah. feeling like I'm ready to do only. something else. <laughs> um, um, I, Al Pacino says that he passed on playing Han Solo, Han Solo, <laughs> Han Solo in Star Wars. Isn't that wild? It is. <laughs> It is wild to think of what fucking Han Solo. See, I in my head when I hear Al Pacino, I'm picturing someone doing a bad Al Pacino impersonation. So, so that's what I'm. From. Yeah, that's that's what I'm picturing before he shoots like Greedo in the in the head. Um, it's it is it is wild to think about, but obviously no one that was involved in that at the time knew that it was going to become what, what it became. So I can definitely see, you know, young George Lucas shopping this around and trying to get a couple big name actors signed on and going, I don't want to do this shit. Even Alec Guinness who played Obi-Wan was like straight up on set was like, I don't understand what this movie is about, what's happening or, you know, in any of that, not in it at all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, became one of literally the biggest media franchises ever. So, don't don't uh, don't call it. Come back every fifteen years. They'll be here yeah, to stay. <laughs> well, they they are now. Um, um, someone who's Scarlett, not here to stay. Scarlett Johansson. She's done. Yeah, she says I'm not doing any more Marvel movies. That chapter is over. She confirmed on the Goop podcast. Ryan, you're a big Goop head. Yeah, I love you, Goop. Yeah, you love you love Goop. You love skiing. You love listening to Gwyneth Paltrow talking about putting a stone egg in her vagina. She said that. That's an actual product that they sell on their website. That uh, you know you from can, her vagina. No, not from hers specifically, but you can put if you have one, you could put it in there, and it can strengthen your uh, pelvic floor muscles. Amongst other things, or is it so like river told. rock? It's just like a smooth rock, you know. I don't know how big. I really haven't looked into it that much, to be perfectly honest. That's one of those things that I read, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to store that away. I'm not going to tell you where, and I'm going to think about it uh, when the time is right." What if you <laughs> went to go, you know, get it on, and you're like, "Hang on, it's got to drop Plunk. the bowl." Quick. <laughs> <laughs> Funk. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So if if that doesn't get you going, I don't know what will. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I thought it was gonna be like a pumice stone, like you know, you had a clear like loose skin or something in there. I I don't know. 
And uh, I thought, yeah, I think it's just like a really smooth, like, like rock or egg or some something like that. I hope it's uh, a whole egg because if that thing cracks, you got a whole bunch of trouble. Um, <laughs> let's speaking see. of a whole oh. bunch of trouble. <laughs> Nintendo forces Switch hacker to pay them 25 to 30% of his income for the rest of his life. This is what it's like to have a child and then go through a divorce and have to support your spouse. Or so damn. my father told me. <laughs> God damn, yeah. Uh, Nintendo has no fucking chill with their uh, the way that they be suing people. Um I have not read into the specifics the specifics of this case, but I do know that the Switch is one of those consoles that people have it's kind of difficult to do if you're trying to do it on your own, but the reason you would potentially try to do that is if you want to add non-Switch games to it. Uh and so people have for years have been like, yeah, I've been playing like I I've been able to play like Game Boy, Game Boy Advance games for fucking forever if you hatch your if you uh hack your Switch. So Certain people will publish guides on how to do that. They'll even sell. And this is probably where this guy got in trouble, uh, if I had to guess, is that he started selling certain kits and instructions on how to do it. Uh, so that's, that's the big thing that they don't like, is when you make money off of something that they made. <laughs> Get out of town. I can't wait to talk about Tetris soon. Um, <laughs> I did not watch this trailer, but the mean one, the Grinch uh, horror movies got a trailer this, out. Another fucking um, the Pooh <laughs> thing in pu the public domain now, where they're allowed to do this. Yeah, I think uh, Dr. Seuss has been gone long enough for them to do this. So, um, you know, Winnie the Pooh did not get great reviews. Go figure. Yeah, it looks, looks fucking bad and cheap. So, not into it. Well, somebody's gonna watch it, you know, and it may be good. I mean, I watched fucking Wolf Cop, and that first movie was great. <laughs> Big Mouth uh, is going to end with season eight, so that's kind of bittersweet. I know, I don't know how much you've seen of this, but this is like whenever it comes out. Me and my wife, we usually watch the whole thing. Yeah, I watched like the four four episodes uh, the first week that we were doing this podcast, and that's the last time I've watched the show. <laughs> yeah, I uh, we enjoy it, and I enjoy John Mulaney, who has a new Netflix. Uh, Comedy special coming out. Can't wait to watch that. Um, so as as they don't try to do it live, like that Love Is Blind reunion. <laughs> oh yeah, that blew for that. <laughs> um, so we already covered the next piece of news: the Craven the Hunter. It's gonna be rated R, blood and gore, uh, Marvel movie. See how that goes. Um, Carrie Fisher is going to get a Hollywood Walk of Fame star on May fourth. May the fourth be with her. Man, they just yeah. give those out anywhere. I mean, Why'd I'm not that date experiment of it, but it just seems like anybody can get a Walk of Fame star, you know? Yeah. Fucking Donald Trump has one. Yeah. Tell me Carrie Fisher didn't have one. <laughs> Where's ours? We should be due for one soon. Yeah, you can swap out the Donalds for both of ours. I'm happy to share one with you. Yeah. I've Yes, let's be a star together. As long as my font's a little bit bigger. I mean, <laughs> as long as I... Yep, that's fine. I don't care. Um, <laughs> it's not happening anyway, so there's no reason <laughs> to be upset about it. 
Um, uh, new trailer for The Flash. You saw this. I did not. This is going to be in June or uh, in theaters June sixteenth. Yeah, pretty Batman heavy. Uh, not surprising given the uh, situation with Ezra Miller, uh, which we won't get into again. Uh, but if you want to Google the situation, this podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique, and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And with Ezra Miller, you'll find some things. (laughs) about why there's some controversy around it as a movie i don't i'm not quite sure what to make of it it looks like it could be decent uh the the visual effects at least from the trailer i wasn't blown away by um so yeah i think that they're really really leaning into the michael keaton as batman nostalgia to kind of sell tickets to this and deservedly so uh why yeah it, it really seems like the flash is more more of a Batman movie at this point, at least how they're marketing it. So we'll, we'll see how it turns out. I think it's going to be a train wreck, but maybe it'll be a fun train wreck. We'll see. Bruce got an early viewing of it and he said he loved it. And he called the director and told him how much he loved it. So, I mean, if you can't trust Tommy Cruz, who can you trust? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Guardians of the Galaxy will have the MCU's first F-bomb. I hope that it's so minute where someone's like, oh, fuck, forgot to get the keys. You know, something stupid. A background character that you don't even hear unless you have the subtitles turned on. (laughs) Oh, dang, he said fuck at a bar. Something in the distance. Oh, man, they're really... Wow, they're they're really pushing the they're really pushing the envelope. Do you think they're trying to push the envelope and try to give us a little something controversial wise to make Marvel seem more interesting? Mm, I think that they just need to focus on write better movies with yeah, like plot story. And if you're going to make like a whole bunch of movies that are tied together, make sure it makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, I just the more I th- I'm thinking about Ant-Man. It was a bad movie. <laughs> it was it was boring. And not everyone needs to be like a, a scientist that understands like quantum physics. Fucking weird. Right. Like his yeah. daughter was just like, yeah, I built the world's most complex machine in my grandpa's basement. And now we all got the suck on and we're really small and Bill, we're hanging out with Bill Murray in the Mushroom Kingdom. I don't know if I'm really digging the way you describe that. Get, uh, a young girl getting her suck on with her family in her grandpa's basement as well as joining the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, I don't. Jim, 
I don't know what kind of pornography you've been listening to, um, but I've been listening to. (laughs) We're only stepbrother and stepsister. I've been listening to Pornhub on Audible. (laughs) I've been listening. Lots of noises. (laughs) Have Pornhub on Braille. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, just fucking big dots in a circle. Like, oh, here we go. (laughs) So, this is a long time coming. Beetlejuice 2 confirmed to be in development by Warner Brothers. They have talked and talked and talked and talked about this, and it's never come to fruition. And now, here we got Michael Keaton being Batman, and now he's going to reprise another iconic role for him that is like 40 years ago, or 30 years ago, since it was, you know, him playing that character. So yeah, that's strange. It'll be interesting to see what direction they go in with this because I, I would watch the, the Hocus Pocus uh, re not remake. It's Hocus Pocus two. Uh, it was weird seeing that, but it felt very much like an extension of the first one, or if they just made that movie now in the modern era. So I, it will probably be that, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> It'll be just as iconic, but it's doubtful because that was just kind of an off the wall thing that ended up doing really well. Yeah, I think it's hard to recapture that magic. Like the reason that it it's such it's such an enigmatic thing of the time where you have the the right cast, the right crew, just making the right movie at the exact right time. And it's going to be it's going to lean heavy on nostalgia. And if it doesn't, then people aren't going to like it. But if they just make kind of the same movie again, people are also going to be upset about that. Yeah, the moral like of the story that, is that people will be upset no matter what happens. <laughs> you're saying that people get upset easily? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying. Netflix is set to invest two and a half billion dollars in South Korea as K content continues to dominate. So squid games galore is all I'm saying. You probably will get those uh, K-pop bands too. We'll probably have like a lot, a concert on there. I could see something like that happening. Oh, thank God. Yeah. That's what I was worried about not happening. So I seen some yeah. guy had all this plastic surgery to look like one of the K-pop guys, and he just died. He had like fifteen surgeries. How crazy is that? Ugh. Plastic Why surgery in general seems Korean? insane to me. <laughs> I just you wish I never, could be. Korean. You could never be Korean, Ryan. It's a it's a fantasy. It's just like cool. just like in Step Brothers, where their dad was like, "I just wanted to be a dinosaur. I tried I mean, and tried." He could have. He just needed to try and try harder. <laughs> I'd even I'd scratch my arms up and try to chase the neighbor's cat around. Meow. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore, Dale. I just can't. <laughs> Catalina wine mixer will bring it out of everybody. The fucking Catalina wine mixer. Uh, Guerrilla Games has confirmed that Aloy's next adventure is in the works. So, a weird way of saying that, yes, we are definitely making a Horizon 3 in addition to the VR game that we just put out, the DLC that we just put out, which I'll talk about here in a minute. 
And they're also going to be do in addition to another single player game, they're going to be doing a online multiplayer thing as well. So plenty of robot dinosaurs to shoot in the very near future. And they've also made her confirmed to be gay. <laughs> well, optionally gay, but that's not going to stop some people from being really upset about it. <laughs> Because you think what people could... would be upset about that too? Oh well, if the review bombing that's happening right now is any indication, then the answer is yes. There's no limit to what people could possibly be upset about. So people are, and this is so ridiculous to me that people are giving it a straight zero, calling it woke propaganda and retconning the main character for LG. LGBTQ nonsense, which that particular one that I just read is actually quite funny because they use the correct like acronym for that, but then was like, but that's bad. <laughs> I looked it up to make sure that I was insulting the specific group of people that make me upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I wanted to I get hate, this right. I hate so those people. I have to yeah. give them a half point for their research, but then I'm going to take that half point back away for being a fucking bigoted idiot. Well, go ahead and take another half a point. Just take a full point. I'm doing it. I'm taking a full point away. I'm not. I'm sorry. It's it's done. It's done. It's happened. <laughs> Fuck these people. Uh, it's yeah. There's there's no limit to what people will be upset about. And again, I want to con- reiterate. This is something that's optional, uh, and people have been asking for, um, being able to add like these romance options in. It's not something I'm asking asking for because I'm going to be honest. Any fucking time that there's any sort of romance side quest or option in a game, it's one of the most shallow representation of human emotions that you've ever seen. So I'm thinking about stuff like uh, like Stardew Valley, where it's like if you give a, you know a person a certain amount of turnips, then you can ask them to start dating and that kind of stuff. And it's like, all right, like that's you know actually pretty realistic. Um, and <laughs> And you know what? I've taken back everything I just said. That's that's perfect. That's exactly how I want every relationship to be. It's just turn up based, trans and completely transactional. And so that will lead us into uh of course talking about the DLC itself, which I have been playing for the last uh about a week by the time that this comes out. And I gotta tell you, Ryan, it's really fucking good. What what can I say? Being able to fly around on a, a robot like dragon in a ruined version of Los Angeles, pretty fucking sick. It sounds like the exact kind of video game nonsense that we thought we'd be able to do back in like the 1990s. This is what people have been dreaming about. This is George Jetson's life that we're living now. Yeah, it's uh, this is a PS5 only, which I think is. Feels like a bit of a dick move when the base game you can play on the PS4, but for the DLC, they're like, oh, hold, no, hold up now. So far, I have to say, it looks really good, runs really good, but I'm not quite sure why it has to be on the PS5. <laughs> why that couldn't run on a PS4. I've heard that there's something with, and money. again, it's not cloud, to, well, maybe money, but they said something about the way that certain like weather effects are rendered certain machines have more complex moving parts and stuff it's very flashy looking over the top combat but it always has been you know different. even when 
playing it that on the PS4. Different. I'm like, yeah, it's it's kind of the same. So that is it that much difference from the base game versus the DLC? I can't really tell a difference to be honest. I mean, it was already like probably the best looking game on the PS5. Maybe, and I, I might give that a slight edge over God of War just because of the the vastness of the open world compared to where God of War is a lot more like linear. Um, but it looks fucking real. And I think that, you know, the characters, they just, they look so good. Like there's, there's a, you very, you meet at the start of the DLC, you, uh, show up, you have a conversation with Lance Reddick and he's like, Aloy, you need to go to, uh, you need to go to Los Angeles because uh, there's some extra content down there for you to explore. And you're like, all right, I'm, I'm a fly down there. And one of the first people you meet is our is this girl named Seika, and she's part of this tribe called the Quinn, who are from China originally. I think they don't really say, but they said that they come from somewhere overseas. And you meet this one really old like admiral dude, and he's got the most realistic looking like wrinkles and just looks like a real life old man. I'm like, God damn, that is the most like. Honestly, probably the most realistic looking video game character I've ever seen. <laughs> this person really looks like an old person. He's old as shit. He looks like he's he's been shipwrecked here. He's over everybody's shit. He's been he's, he's so wrinkled. I'm like, wow, this wrinkled old man is amazing. I'm so glad I bought this console. <laughs> Literally can smell the diaper that he's wearing and he's defecated in. You couldn't render this type of adult diaper on a PS4? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Those are supreme huggies right there. <laughs> but yeah, it's um as far as a game as far as gameplay wise, it's it's more of the same. It's a little shorter than the uh first game's DLC, but I have to admit as a as a setting, it's way more creative. The DLC for the first game was just big snowy area uh this is a lot more creative it's an overgrown like jungle version of los angeles that also has like volcanoes and that sounds so, cooler like, to me than like just some like snow level yeah <laughs> and that's all it was was big snow level but this it's like it's all broken up because of like volcanoes and earthquakes and stuff it's all like separate little islands that you have to like hop between so it's like sometimes there's big stretches of water. Sometimes there's like rivers of lava you got to fly over. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, Was there the Hollywood sign there? Do they have that? Like, what are some of the iconic uh, monuments or things that yeah. you'd recommend? Hollywood signs there with a gigantic uh, machine kind of tangled up in between it. Um, there's Santa Monica Pier. Uh, there's every little bit of like downtown uh, Los Angeles, and again, it's all all that's like kind of condensed in the same way that it was in the in the base game, where you had San Francisco and Los or sorry, San Francisco and Las Vegas, but you could walk from Las Vegas to San Francisco in like five minutes. So obviously, there's they're <laughs> playing a little bit fast and loose with the geography of that, but plenty of you know iconic landmarks kind of incorporated into that um and yeah it's it's just a it's a it's a fun time there's not too many more like machines that expanded in fact i've only really counted one there's a giant like frog <laughs> a giant robot frog that hit uh about kicked my ass the first time i had to fight against it so you got um, your 
by a frog. Am I understanding this correctly? I got my ass licked by a frog, actually. Wow. A tongue. Man. Yeah, flies on your mouthful. <laughs> yeah, there, there's little robot flies in this. There's like these eggs that hatch and you gotta fight them and it's really fucking weird. Um this it's such a it's such a strange series for it being like one of Sony's big franchises because it goes in so many like these weird different directions. Uh, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. So if you've if you've already played that the first game, it's it's definitely it's more of the same. It's not breaking any serious new ground, but it's just a really like interesting and creative setting. Um, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun to play for sure. It's hard. I will say that it's um, in true DLC fashion. They've like every single enemy you have to fight is the absolute hardest, like maxed out version from, you know, the base game. And so the combat is, it's fun, but goddamn, you are fighting some absolute giant monstrosities that take, have a ton of health. And so it turns basically every like a frog. encounter. Yes. Like a big frog, big frog, big bird, big fucking like tyrannosaur looking thing um actually there's multiple ones that kind of fit that description but yeah it's it turns every encounter into basically a boss fight so you really <laughs> you really have to be careful and pick and choose your fights which I, I i do kind of like because it brings back that element of fear that i had the first time i played um the original game was you don't do not have a lot of weapons and you kind of got to spend a lot of time hiding in grass and really pick and choose your um, pick and choose the way that you traverse carefully because you may uh, get your ass stomped <laughs> if you're not careful. You got to be stealthy. Yeah. And I, it's you'd be like, uh, you know, is that fun where you have to be more careful? But I think that if a game is too easy, eventually that becomes not fun. And when you get too powerful, that can it can definitely feel that way. But this definitely has ratcheted up the difficulty to a level that I think is it's not punishing, but it, it's more in line with what you'd expect from if you've played a game for a hundred hours and you're playing more of it. It's you know it's it's a challenge, especially when you know you haven't gone back to it in a year. It's taken a bit of a learning curve, but it's definitely something that I've been looking forward to and I'm enjoying playing. And man, I'm really excited for that new Zelda game. A couple oh, of yeah, weeks. Yeah, I was about to say that's right around the corner. May the twelfth, I think. Eleventh or twelfth. Yeah, but who's keeping up with that? You tell me. Yeah. But speaking of games and speaking of movies based upon games, we watched the Tetris movie on Apple TV Plus in the last week. Hooray. And what a what a crazy fucking story this turned out to be i had no idea that there was this much lore involved in the rights to the game of tetris and when i told you about this i think it was a couple weeks ago i was like i think i've heard this movie's good and you're like why would a people talking about acquiring the rights to a game boy game make for a good movie <laughs> exactly uh, and as it turns out it's actually Pretty, pr pretty interesting story that's kind of all over the place. But um, you, what did you? What were your impressions of of Tetris parentheses um, the movie? So uh, we talked about this that at the beginning of the movie, um, maybe like the first thirty to forty minutes, 
they are introducing characters, but it's like in one scene you have this one guy, and then the next scene, like ten minutes later, you have these guys, and then ten minutes later is like this guy and this guy, and it's just like all over the place in the beginning when they're bringing the characters in. But eventually it settles down, and then all these characters kind of travel together. It isn't like they're separate stories as it starts out to be. Um, so I thought that was kind of strange. Um, but whenever it settled down, it was kind of all forgiven because I'm like, it was almost too confusing, but they stopped at like the perfect time. So you can kind of go back and kind of catch yourself to see where these people are in the story and how they play. Um, I thought that the acting was pretty good. Um, interesting to think that this is even half true um, that this much effort went into getting Tetris of all games out. I mean, that's crazy. Tetris is like free everywhere now. So backstory yeah. <laughs> and hearing that is kind of a little, it just seems fake, but it says that it was real. It seems it seems like a dated reference, but I think if we were to go back to like 1990, the fact that this was the the like, game that was packed in, well, I wasn't born yet. I don't. My parents weren't even horny in 1990, probably. Oh, God. Right, because they have two kids, and so that means. Anyways, um, what I'm saying is that if we could go back in time, and the fact that that was a game that was packed in with the Game Boy, which sold just fucking heaps and heaps there was a lot of money to be made um so when you think about the amount of money that's at stake these characters actions make complete sense because it's human greed and it's just people trying to steal steal the rights to this off of everyone else and what's kind of lost in this is that the guy that actually creates the game because he is a soviet citizen he doesn't really necessarily have the right to make any real sort of money off of this and it's i think he's made plenty of money now that he's since worth five million dollars yeah since he's moved to america but that's still that seems like a very low number for making one of the biggest games that's that's ever been made tetris has sold way more than five five billion dollars worth of games i can tell you that much so that was hank sorry that's who i was thinking of oh Oh, I was talking about uh, Alexei Pajitnov, who's the the actual creator of it. But um, yeah, I I I liked this movie. I think that the little um, the little interludes that they do with the the retro throwback graphics don't look quite right to me. Um, I understand what they're trying to do there, but they don't really look like a game from the era, and they don't really look like they're from tetris either so that's the one the one weird thing to me just because there's so many of them that it's like that just looks a bit a bit off but that's that's a minor sort of thing but they do rely on those little 8-bit pixel art graphics quite quite a lot especially in the very early in this movie um but yeah it's it's this weird like globe trotting story in the beginning and you really get the sense that um taron edgerton's character hank again spelled with an e because he says that my parents were dutch but i grew up in the u.s um he is this failed kind of um video game licensing and 
licensor and developer, and he's always trying to raise money for the next big thing. And you get the sense that his one of his biggest big financiers is just kind of sick of his shit at this point. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 no. I, I bought the rights to this. It's going to be huge. Um, and he's fucking all about Tetris. And I like that they just automatically made this. They're like, you know, the, the movie starts. Tetris is already this huge thing. But it's very like piecemeal, you know. It's in, it's in arcades. Like it's maybe on some consoles. It's on some PCs. But there's no unified like licensing or strategy. So it it is this vacuum that really allows people to come in and be like, oh no, we're gonna swoop in and make a lot of money off of it. And that's when you really start to pull on the strings of these different organizations. You have the company of Mirasoft owned by Robert Maxwell, who you may know as Ghislaine Maxwell's father. Uh, we'll see what that family gets up to in uh, the future. Probably nothing good, based I... on the way, they, on the way they're, they're portrayed in this. And then you've also got Elorg, which I don't know what that stands for in Russian, but uh, people are fucking scared of that government agency, and they're like, yeah, I'm <laughs> not, not happy about that. Um, so yeah, I do agree. It, it's this like globe hopping story. It can get a bit like fast and frantic the first half of this movie, but the second half of this movie, it changes and turns into this weird like spy movie almost. And that's when I really it really clicked for me. I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm into this. I you know, I know how the story ends, but ha- seeing how it got there is so much stranger and kind of scary for the people involved than I would have ever thought. It was definitely uh, intriguing to see that it would turn that way because it's a lot of like, it almost seemed like it was going to be more like a movie wherever it's more court based, like, like, you know, like people being civilized, but really, oh yeah adults and governments acting like crazy just trying to screw each other over yeah and i think that that was and thank god it wasn't like a courtroom thing because <laughs> i not I sure that... see it so easily being that yes. though i i could definitely see like you know get somebody very famous playing like a lawyer and this being turning into a courtroom drama but i'm ha- i'm happy that it it feels like the second half of this movie, it feels like they're in this covert mission. They're in the Soviet Union in the last days of the, the Soviet Union. And you get to see some of the worst like green screening on a car I've ever seen in a movie. It, <laughs> it reminds me of Seinfeld. It looks so it looks so silly and bad. Those are the only those are really the parts of the movie where I'm like, come on, it's Apple. You guys could have <laughs> all right. But um you really do get a sense that they are fucking isolated and stuck there. You, they talk about how there's an international phone at the hotel he's staying at, uh, and there's a line for it. And that's the only place that he, as a foreigner, can go to call outside of the entire country. And there's like a two-day wait to use it. And, and the, the fax like, machines, which came up later in the movie, they were only yeah. available in government buildings. Yes, yes, that it's a. I forgot about that. That's another great point. And they were using that to literally forge these documents to send back to, um, 
<laughs> to send back out outside of the um outside of the country and it's just it's so fucking crazy to think about that this was 30 years ago that all this was happening and it's all this weird like maneuvering the the guys at the government agency are really playing hardball there's a kgb agent that my wife was like is that putin i was like i don't know it might be putin i'm gonna have to, have to look him up it's not but it's definitely it easily a bit him it's definitely a turtle wearing putin uh type where he is just he's like you he's like hey guess what um i gotta i gotta tell you things are not looking good Give me some money. I'll help you out here. And then there's another guy who's also talking to Taron Edgerton. He's like, uh, listen, things are not going great here. So I'm trying to make a little bit of money. Uh, let's, you know, let's strike a deal. Let's get this, get this done. And they're, they're just, I think the more interesting thing is that they are absolutely incredulous when they find out that Tetris is this worldwide sensation. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, How they, much money are no we talking idea. about? Yeah, and they have to like do this this slick thing where he redefines what a computer is in a contract. And well, they sit and down and it's like, what's the difference between a PC and a Nintendo? He's like, well, there's no keyboard and mouse for this. <laughs> well, you know, the government uh, in Russia didn't want any of this to get out. It's really just one guy's idea, but then Russia was like, no, nah, you got to pay to play. Um, because what happens was this guy created this uh, program and then people put it on a floppy disk. That's a dated sentence. And then oh, yeah. it's spread like wildfire around the world. Yeah. Um, he was, it, so it's just one dude. Yeah. And he, they basically, the government guy, the one KGB agent was like, how do you feel about like, basically that people in these offices got addicted to it and the productivity plummeted. And he was like, how do you feel about destroying the Soviet Union? This guy was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I made this simple little game on a floppy disk and it just got, it got passed around. And <laughs> it, it's, yeah, so, it's so, so crazy to think about. <laughs> like, that you don't, that wouldn't, I want to say, no, nah, that wouldn't happen in today's world. But I mean, shit, might as well. This world's pretty crazy I, anyway. Some I mean, we're happen. we're only like six years removed from people walking out in the middle of the street and playing Pokemon Go. So don't say something similar couldn't happen again. That <laughs> so. is true. But like, ah, make natural selection work. <laughs> yeah. Like in the Russian accents, that was terrible. Um, oh, yeah, they were fucking scary. <laughs> so this is something. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I was intimidated by the uh, the Russian people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it seems like Russia's uh, reputation has been that way for quite some time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I thought it was strange, and I brought this up to you, that um, Hank, the main character in this, whenever he calls home, his wife is Chinese and he lives Japanese or Japanese and he lives yeah. in Japan. And anytime that his kid talks to him, who is his kid and this Japanese lady's kid, she only speaks in Japanese and he only speaks back to her in English. That was strange. Yeah. So this is the part where we both admit that we were high when we watched this and I did not clock that. I was just like, 
Well, he just doesn't. Did. Maybe he just doesn't speak that much Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> frightened. I was like, "What is going on right now?" <laughs> and uh, it was. It is. It was a weird sort of middle ground, though. Like I, I think that you know, uh, American movies do this all the time, where it's just like, "Oh, it's in a foreign country. Everyone's speaking English." You just assume that you know, in real life, they're just speaking the other language, but it's translated for us because it's a movie. But when they mix and kind of go back and forth for no real reason, you're like, does this guy speak Japanese or <laughs> does he not like fucking talk to his kids or did they do, like what what exactly is going on here? We only learned that one phrase about those people being a failure. That's all he yeah. learned. So which was wrong. <laughs> It would. He was actually meant to was trying to get him hyped up because they bought the rights to Tetris, but what he it's said was, yes. yeah. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, I think that's what they paid for. That's all they had time for that day for him to remember. So <laughs> maybe that's why they did it that way. It's fucking hard as an actor to be like, yeah, you sign on for this movie, and then it's like, oh, you've got to learn like forty different lines in a different language. That wouldn't be easy to do. <laughs> If you I, yeah. especially if it's a language you didn't speak so I don't know I don't know he's an actor so he can figure it out come on have faith yeah. in the kid how much um, money are we paying they, they could have spent more money on a translator and maybe that's where all the green screen money went from the driving scenes went yeah. towards his Japanese translator <laughs> yeah I thought at first that was kind of clever but then after they did it a couple of times and I get they were leveling it out but it just kind of was not as shocking and appealing, I guess. It is one of those weird things where you think about it and you're like, huh, <laughs> why is that a thing? Is Does that mean something or does it actually mean nothing? I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, by yeah. the way, I saw how much Alexi was worth. Um, and I don't know how real this is. But it says twenty point four billion dollars. That seems way. Uh, that does seem way up there. But you definitely get the sense, at least when they go, he goes and visits him. He's first of all afraid to talk to him in the first place because he's like, "There's government people watching me. This is creeping creeping me out." And it's also like illegal to have like a foreigner in their house. But they have a pretty small little apartment. <laughs> you get the sense that they're not exactly rolling in money. Um, um, yeah, because he also like like put everything on the deal. It didn't really take much to get there. Yeah. Until uh, he had nothing, but it was like this obsession for him to follow through. Yeah. I, I did... Um, we're hopping around, just like the movie does, but I did quite enjoy the... Uh, that big reveal at Nintendo of America where they're like, we call it the game boy. <laughs> yeah. Get they a load of this shit. <laughs> sign this NDA first before you even try. Yeah. Oh, hang on. He's... I'm going to put my game on here and they could package it with Mario. <laughs> I did. I did love that. And it, this, it's definitely one of those scenes that crops up in these types of movies where you, this is something that probably happened over the course of a couple of weeks or months, where he's like, oh, what uh, what kind of program language is this? And he's like, click, 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 click. 
anyways, check this shit out, boys. It's Tetris, yeah. and I just put it on there and took me 14 seconds to put this game on here. Look at this shit. I got a big <laughs> dick. That's all I heard. <laughs> and uh, it's it's long and L-shaped, and then there's one that's shaped <laughs> like a square, and then there's another <laughs> Another one that's kind of like, like a, a, a lowercase t. <laughs> lowercase t. Yeah. <laughs> While I try to adjust this to work for you, <laughs> that'd be the worst. Yeah, that would that would be quite uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a weird kind of movie that's got a nice fun sort of energy and the fact that it's two hours long it doesn't even really feel like it. it at least it didn't to me it kind of it flew by and just kind of washed over me it was something that turned out to be a surprisingly enjoyable experience you know the beginning kind of was like it's like god this is taking forever just because i was trying to process so much information that it was giving versus like you know like the marvel movies kind of already know what's going on plot wise so I thought that was something that made it seem long for me in the beginning, which is all the introductions. They do hit you with a lot of characters and a lot of information right off the bat. They're like, we don't, we don't have time to explain all this. This is this person. They live here. And this is this person. This, they work for this company and here are the rights for this and this, and this is, yeah, they, they really do. They're like, yo, this shit is big. It's global. Look at Even all the whenever you're trying shit. to figure out who screwed over who and who signed what contract to give you the rights, how can you have rights for this um, like particular version of it, but not when it's an arcade game? I mean, they did throw a lot at you. It's not hard to follow, but it's just like, you know, I, I think they just got it perfect for me to because at some point I was going to be like, whoa, this is too much. I'm not going to enjoy this. But it was like enough for me to like put my wrap my head around. And then they're like, all right, so these are our players. Yeah, I, I didn't mind the pace of that because I feel like if they slowed it down and tried to explain it anymore, it would very quickly become very boring because, you know, like we said, People struggling over the rights to a video game on paper doesn't sound like it's going to be as interesting of a story as it turns out to be. So they do hit you with a lot, but it's not, it, it eventually clicks because it's not really the central thrust of the movie. It, because we know how the story ends, it's the how we got there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad it didn't get too bogged down in some of those details. If they it's did probably- that to be more appealing because if you get people up front being like, Hey, we know you're watching a Tetris movie, but it's actually really crazy. What happened? And they're trying to hit you with all this information to like pull you in me. It worked the opposite, but I think maybe that's what they were trying to do instead of being like, Oh, this is like some nerd putting together some code. Ooh, wow. How to get the answers for the code? You know, it's just, that wouldn't be interesting. Yeah, and I feel like they they focused on the right portions of that because if this movie was, you know, 30 minutes of Alexi typing away and watching like blocks falling into place on a computer and then him like bringing in a floppy disk and people going like, oh my God, and then people like creating copies of that and then it like, there's very easily a version of this where this movie is like four hours long and it would not (laughs) nearly be as good. (laughs) Click, 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 click. 
Yeah. Like, I got the high score of like, great. We've been here for two hours watching this guy get a fucking high score. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a Tetris endgame in Tetris Infinity War. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this bitch up. Yeah. But any other any other thoughts you want to share before we wrap up, Ryan? Um, or I thought the tetragen, tetragen, tetrahedron, tetrahedron. That is not that gentleman's name. Oh, who are we talking about? The main character, Hank. Oh, Taron Edgerton. Edgerton. I thought he did a. He did pretty funny. Um, he just seemed like (laughs) white ass dad. You know, he's definitely some dad who like wears stupid dad t-shirts while like watches TV stupid dad chair. Konichiwa. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't even go that far. He was just like, thank you. To his kid who just told him like a fucking paragraph in a foreign language. He's, thank you. And he's just like, like, you'll get him next time, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go. That makes no sense. So that's what I'll say. <laughs> I really thought you were talking about the Tetris blocks, and that's why I said tetrahedron. I didn't know we were no. referring to the actor. Which now I'm every time I see this guy, I'm going to refer to him as tetrahedron. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who did they replace Rhodey with? Wasn't it originally Tetrahedron Howard? It was originally Tetrahedron Howard. Then they changed it to uh Don uh, Cheadle. Yeah. I couldn't even think of a good one for that. Yeah, I loved I loved Tetrahedron in uh Kingsman for some good movies. <laughs> it was really a big oh I, you know, it was like his time to shine. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a good fun movie, especially if you know you're watching this with someone that maybe doesn't like know the story maybe not even interested in games i think that this is it's a it's a entertaining enough story told in a pretty decent way that uh yeah and especially if you've got apple tv plus which plenty of people do and may not even know you have access to so yeah check check it out there's definitely some uh, some decent stuff on there yeah i thought it was pretty good i'd probably give it a seven out of ten yeah i'd say it's a, a seven or eight out of ten it was just a it was a nice fun pacey sort of movie that i just kind of let wash over me you know it's it's hard to imagine someone watching this and be super like pissed off about watching it even if they didn't really like it i can't imagine someone going like i fucking hate this so much well, it's you know, such it's a curveball it's not yeah, what you expect but i think a... of course they would have to explain that because there's no way in hell that a great portion of people are going to be watching a game that they think is based on a video game especially <laughs> that video game. Yeah, I'm just glad this movie wasn't just blocks falling into place for two hours. Yeah. Hmm, so we should make different configurations of the four blocks? Interesting. <laughs> like, oh god, we're gonna be here all day. Kill me now. <laughs> oh, not me if I'm playing it. Uh, a round of me playing Tetris usually doesn't last more than two minutes. Well, let's do something with that. How your love life kind of goes too. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, walked right into that one. (laughs) I know. I've I saw it. You just alley ooped it to me. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we made uh, we made eye contact a half court and I tossed it and you slammed it home. <laughs> That's right. That's going to cost you extra. Eye contact always costs <laughs> extra. Oh, well, I think that'll that'll do us for uh for this week. Guys, thank you uh thank you so much for listening. Uh as we say at the end of think this. Anybody listen to this? I would hope so. I think <laughs> and I know that uh yeah, we we've, we've got a there's a few people. A few <laughs> We have people. Yeah, we have people. We have lots, lots of people. Not lots, but dozens. <laughs> more than more than one dozen. More. I'll, I'll say this: more than you'd expect, <laughs> or just, or more than I deserve. At least I feel like so. I am that just got dark that. quick, man. This is getting more and more depressing. <laughs> yeah, I really should wrap more this up five minutes ago. <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. Go ahead. Uh, thanks for listening, as we say at the end of uh, this and every episode of Almost Accurate. Nighty-night, bitches. Until next time, folks. Whoop, whoop. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.